greetings. Embark with me on this mystical, musical ride past the borders and to something known as Preform. Along the way, music from those you know and those you will know. Signing on for its 23rd year exclusively on the internet, I'm Dan Herman. This is Radio Crystal Blue. champion of soul music. Return with them to those thrilling songs of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering drumbeats of the great golden oldies. Or experience with him the discovery of the new lyrics and rhythms of the hits of tomorrow. Now, or then, the Gator rocks again! And once again, let me say greetings and salutations. It is a sunny evening throughout the entire Delaware Valley area. And you're ready to take that most exciting musical ride with me. Back to the days of rock and roll, and I'm ready to say to my people. Well, I'm gonna ride a little lad, I'm gonna mail it to my local DJ. Yeah, it's a jumping little record, I want my jockey to play. Roll over Beethoven, I gotta hear it again today. You know my temperature rising, the jukebox blowing a fuse. My heart beating rhythm and my soul keep a singing the blues. I roll over Beethoven, tell Tchaikovsky the news. I got the rockin' pneumonia, I need a shot of rhythm and blues. I caught the rolling off the rider sitting down at a rhythm review. I roll over Beethoven, they rockin' in two by two. Well, if you feel it and like it, go get your lover, then reel and rock it. Roll it over, then move on up. Just a trifle further, then reel and rock with one another. Roll over Beethoven, dig these rhythm and blues. I'm 
Cause that's alright, 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 alright. It's alright, alright, alright. Yeah, when she left me, it's alright. She hurt me, it's alright. I'm alone, I don't know it's alright. Big cat sauce, and when you're on the rocket, you got to be in the pocket. Hey, pretty baby. Don't you hear the drum up You can't You got to shake it out and crazy. I caught the band and say it's over. Hey, everybody in the jump. You got to stop, stop, flip, flop, hip, pop, You can't sit down. You can't sit down. You got to move, move, move. Oh, right, right. You can't sit down. You can't sit down. Don't you dance it out? Oh, when you're 
Don't you never leave the line now. You can't get out. We're going to do it one more time now. You can't get out. You got to stop that flip flop hip hop. Never stop the dancing out.
here Got my chips cashed in Keep trucking Like the doodah man Together More or less in line Just keep trucking
I have to start off with this really feeble story. I was so curious about the fact that there was some storefront that advertised some radio network, if not some station, right there on uh, Main, uh, Market Street, maybe just a little bit downwind from Independence Hall, around like uh, 5th Street, 6th Street really, or was it 4th Street? Right at close to where the uh, you get the bus to the mega bus to the uh, to parts east and such, and it was the um, Kitty Gold uh, network as it was advertised with the uh, white uh, aluminum siding with the gold lettering and the likeness of Jerry Blavitt there on the uh, handsomely detailed. And every time I walked by there in my travels in Philly, the first time I lived there in the early 2010s. It was always uh, locked up and, you know, the gates and the fencing and so forth. And uh, I always was curious about that because with my interest in radio going back so many years, I wondered if there was this was some kind of like working uh, station or some kind of like office. And I wondered one day, since I was unemployed at the time, I wondered if maybe if it was ever such a place I'd be able to work at. Not knowing or recognizing, hey, look, I'm not from Philly, I'm from New York, and lived in Jersey for a number of years, and I was hardly even aware of some of, of any amount of lore in Philly about the legend that was the Geeter with the heater, Jerry Blavitt. Gerald Joseph Blavitt was uh, a force. And he was everywhere. Amazing, enterprising sort that was extremely active within radio and public appearances for years. I know at the time of his passing, which was earlier this month, he was active with... Um, WBCB in uh, Bucks County, WVLT in uh, South Jersey, and some areas of Philly you could get that. Uh, WISL in Schmokin, Pennsylvania, and then uh, WTKU in Atlantic City area, WTYM, which was, uh, I believe, uh, something that was originated in Florida, but that was like an internet radio thing. And, and he did shows daily shows, different daily shows for all these different uh, little stations and this one network, the WTYM Time 102.9 and he also had his own uh, club he called Memories in uh, Margate in uh, Jersey and except for those broadcasts his uh, weekly live broadcast we're airing on the radio with a one-week delay uh, there at uh, Memories. And there were other places you could always listen. Some of the bigger channels in Philly would carry his stuff and uh, without posts in uh, South Jersey and Central and Eastern Pennsylvania and Baltimore and so forth. And some places, are, some bigger stations had such setups where you could hear uh, older shows and things. And I'm scratching the surface. There's just so much of Geeter. And and look, 
any of you with Philly roots who are old enough, and you don't have to be that old, but he was so active from the 60s all the way through today with championing um, the cause of music that was really the uh, essence of rock and roll, the very ideas of rock and roll as we heard it, rhythm and blues, soul, all of that. As long as it was in those categories, it was okay. It was cool. And um, I don't have any memories of, of the Gator Beak myself because, I, I again, I'm not from Philly. I, I only moved here like 10 years ago initially and then just coming back a year ago and really hardly even hearing his name because I wasn't... I was actually more into sports radio when I was... Um, from my own devices. I wasn't listening to much music uh, on the radio myself when I was uh, first living alone. And that was just my preference. And now I'm, I have other <laughs> distractions. <laughs> but um, nevertheless, I uh, had understood that there were some guys who I recognized were absolute legends, and I just never pay attention to them so much. Like I would, or I had, as I would sort of expect myself to with uh, all the years living in New York and knowing the names of uh, Pete Fornatel, Vince Skelsa, Cousin Brucey, um, Jim Kerr. Not that Jim Kerr, the other Jim Kerr, not from Simple Minds, uh, but uh, Jim Kerr was a fixture on uh, morning radio. And people like that, personalities like that. So, so who was Jerry Blavitt? I mean, I'm telling about his oldest stuff that he was part of for years. My goodness, he had such great sponsors uh, over the years. And yes, he may have had mob ties too, and that's still kind of, I guess, assumed based on what he was uh, aware of. I don't know. I know that uh, Jerry was active with the... had a presence with the original uh, bandstand which later became American Bandstand, what we all know and remember from Dick Clark, but the show started out in Philly, and um, there was a guy named Bob Horn who was the original uh, host with that one. And uh, Jerry was one of the uh, more well-known uh, dancers uh, in the um, regular dancers in that uh, show. And uh, he became no later on when he was hosting uh, Sock Ops, I guess, or actually regular live performances, uh, about dances, the old dances, line dances, and so forth. And uh, I think at some point he was approached about doing a TV dance show, similar to the ones he did in the 60s and 70s, like uh, line dances, the jitterbug, probably the boogaloo, and all that stuff. I don't know if anything ever came of that, but uh, yeah. But he made his impact in a time where corporate radio was not yet in charge of the airwaves so much. He was, as I say, a radio, de a radio jock, dance promoter, TV host. He owned a record company, big time entrepreneur. At some point he managed Danny and the Juniors. He also released the song Expressway to Your Heart on his own Crimson label, a great song we heard originally done by the uh, Soul Survivors. 
he was looked upon with uh, as an icon to the many musicians and those around the regional area, not just Philly, but around, who grew up listening to the Gator. He played music that would have been called race records at the time, the music made south of the Mason-Dixon line, according to uh, Todd Rundgren, who spoke at the uh, induction of the Hooters in the Philly Music Alliance Walk of Fame. Jerry himself was an inductee in 1993. And the uh, Walk of Fame is, um, by the way, a place where I don't live too far from. Right there on Broad Street, you can see all the little plaques you know, that are indented there into the uh, into the sidewalk. And uh, so um, he said, uh, with those race records, that's why so many white kids in Philly grew up wanting to sing R&B. And, yeah, started out in the early 60s out of New Jersey, Atlantic City, in a show that was syndicated to other areas, uh, Trenton, Pottstown, Wilmington, Allentown. He refused to follow a playlist. Didn't follow charts. And he also would make promotional appearances at Record Museum, which is a now-lost chain of record stores. And then there was a discophonic scene he did, which was a dance show for he called all his young teens. Pretty similar to American Bandstand. He was also an actor. Did a few TV shows and uh, even appeared on a few talk shows over the years. And uh, I mentioned uh, Memories, the nightclub in Margate City, Jersey. He was among those who kicked off what was what we now consider oldies, the oldies format, specifically playing music from the 1950s. Some old songs, maybe the, the B side of release, he's like better than the A side, and making them local and national hits. So it became known for that, maybe something of an oldies jock, I suppose, but we're talking early 70s when this was going on, and it caught on. I mean, my some of my earliest memories of listening to radio with my dad. I, I mean, I was listening to Cousin Brucey and people like that that would um, air music from the 50s and 60s for sure. And uh, my dad wasn't too keen on the 60s music as much. But 50s, absolutely. So we knew that uh, Jerry always spun a lot of music that was like uh, all, the, all, the, all the good doo-wop stuff harmony, rhythm, and great soaring performances. There was always room for his repertoire for new material for that. He was the first jock in Philly to break songs like Sherry by the Four Seasons and also Twist and Shout by the Isley Brothers. The, uh, there was a website that he was, uh, was managed for him that, uh, that gave some, uh, updated news about his health, uh, and it was in uh, December, and apparently he reported about uh, having to cancel some specific gigs, including the one at the uh, Kimmel Center, not far from where I am at here in Philly. And he said that since Labor Day, he had some health issues related to his torn shoulders, and it turns out it was uh, a thorough nerve and muscular sort of an issue. And so he was having to cut down his schedule considerably. 
and we didn't hear um, from him after that, unfortunately. Jerry Blavitt, the geeter with the heater, the boss with the hot sauce. Man, I, um, I gave you in the early part of this opening segment, which on this program I call Radio Crystal Blue, with yours truly, Dan Herman, giving you some of the music that he would typically spin, some of that old music that fit into rock and roll, R&B, soul, all of that stuff. It just uh, it was just perfect. And um, start off with that little air check from uh, WCAU-FM, which was one of the stations that he worked at, which was definitely a pioneer of what we now consider the uh, oldies uh, circuit. But we'll go backward in time. David Oskinen's Songs in the Pocket album Actually, the, the two albums thus far of the combined output of uh, those with Philly Roots. We did hear Expressway to Your Heart with Patty Smythe there with lead vocals. And um, one half of the Ingwe Brothers had uh, helped out with the uh, backing vocals there too. That version of Expressway to Your Heart from the uh, awesome album, The Philly Special. And You Can't Sit Down, originally done by the Dovells, who were famous for the Bristol stomp, as in Bristol, Pennsylvania. And uh, that album, Essential Songs of Philadelphia, from that project, is also uh, a standout. And that is Jerry Blavitt there with the uh, <laughs> the intro of that one, which I thought was just uh, magnificent. Absolutely love that. Solomon Burke, also from Philly. I want to say West Philly. Who was part of a whole uh, religious... Uh, connection with his, uh, I think it was mother or his grandmother had owned a, a whole uh, church or a series of churches and later became something of its own uh, evangelistic organization that he uh, had founded and uh, so he kept that going and at the same time was this larger in life figure not unlike uh, little Richard and uh Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Quite a character Solomon Burke was. Also a very successful entrepreneur in his own right. And it was in 1959 that uh, a businessman, a uh, real estate speculator, had offered Solomon a red Lincoln Connell convertible if he would agree to a management contract with him for, uh, for recording music. His name was uh, Marvin Shivian. And he arranged for someone to be signed to Singler Records, a Philly-based label that was owned by WPEN disc jockey Edwin Larry Brown and also vocal coach Artie Singer, who had a distribution deal with Chess Records. Burke released just a couple of singles for Singler, Doodly Doo and This Little Ring. And the flip side of This Little Ring, or pardon me, Doodly Doo, 
was this tune that I'm very fond of called It's All Right. Some of a later song with Atlantic and uh, signed a handshake deal with Jerry Wexler and Armin Erdogan. And I guess at the time of uh, Solomon signing, two of Atlantic's major stars, Bobby Darren and Ray Charles, had left the label for better deals with Capitol and ABC, respectively. And uh, Solomon helped keep Atlantic Solomon from 1961 to 65 with his steady run of hit records, and they were real good ones with that line he walked from secular to uh, uh, saintly. <laughs> and you can really feel that, that sense of soul. Some say he even coined the phrase soul music. I suppose that could be true. It was definitely soulful. The Bobby Fuller Four, one of the lesser known hits of their uh, discography, Saturday Night, a song I actually remember hearing years ago on uh, 101 WCBS FM radio in New York and um, that song I kind of like Bobby Fuller boy there's a whole story with him despite all the great fame that came with uh, the songs they recorded and all the appearances there was that mysterious uh, death that occurred to Bobby in 1966 and um, was officially ruled a suicide but some suggest it was murder and uh, I don't suppose it was ever solved and the group just disbanded and surviving musicians stayed on with music for some years after we lost Jerry Lee Lewis last year of course and I figured well had to give you one other one of uh, Jerry's uh, hits that he performed Wild One was recorded by Jerry Lee in 1958 but not released until 1974 on his album Rockin' and Free. That song also appears in the motion picture and soundtrack album for Great Balls of Fire and also Nowhere Boy and the complete novel edition of The Outsiders. And the release date, 1958, was considered the birth of Australian rock and roll. The band Jet and also Wiki Pop recorded a cover version that was released to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the original release. So really, this song, Wild One, was an Australian rock and roll song written by Johnny Greenan, Johnny O'Keefe, and Dave Owens. So this wasn't Jerry Lee's tune. I don't think Jerry Lee composed a lot of his own music. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that he gently borrowed, maybe even stole from the guys from the 1940s and early 50s and uh, appropriated them uh, for his style of music. And I mean, he definitely wrote some, but that one definitely wasn't his. But that was an Australian tune. And doing notes for this program, I'm a little surprised to read that, but very cool to know about that sort of thing. We all know, of course, Rollover Beethoven from Chuck Berry with no less than Willie Dixon on the bass. Part of a session produced by the Chess Brothers. Great tune, and it just covers the gamut. And those classical composers would roll in their graves. 
probably are still. My name is Dan Herman. This is Radio Crystal Blue. It is the end of January 2023. My birthday approaches shortly as I record this program and show should be out definitely by the 31st. This program is published three times a month with new content along with my other show, Radio Crystal Blue Novus Orta, which focuses on new releases. What I do is give you music from many great artists, generally the indie underground types, some established artists as well, and always those who are making news or otherwise. It's really an organic snowball of uh, music talent, and, and it's really what it is. I examine my emails, I find out who's putting out new music, who's making news with whatever they're doing and wherever that's touring, and I put it all together, try to organize it by degrees of loudness and style and such, and to make it flow somehow. Sometimes, like what I did here for uh, Jerry Blavin, I recognize someone's uh, life with some of the music and some of their memories that made them famous and what we remember them for. And there's some other music I spun that I didn't uh, tell you about. I'll get to in a few. Just to get the uh, particulars out of the way here, this is a show you can listen to in your favorite podcast platform. The big boys like Anchor, Amazon, Spotify, of course, are prominent, but there are smaller outfits too that also help out with the RSS feed. And you can find them if you go to my website or the landing page or the homepage of same, it's radiocrystalblue.net. You can reach me via email at dan at radiocrystalblue.net. I'm on Twitter at Radio CBLUE. Instagram at danherman456, though I haven't used that much recently. I have a TikTok somewhere. i got to figure out how to get back onto that, uh, that network. I'm gently exploring Mastodon as a place to... Uh, connect with folks and uh, my link there is mastodon.world slash at the at sign radio c-b-l-u-e did I forget anybody? well there is Facebook under uh, my name and the uh, show title I always post there for any uh, breaking uh, programming news I think that covers everything very happy to give you uh, a lot of music. There's a lot here in this program. There's much more to come, of course. And I, uh, boy, I had a lot of work to do to figure out uh, what music to give you for this one, particularly with Jerry Blavitt's death and another death in the music world, which I'll uh, touch upon uh, shortly. And uh, meanwhile, I'm uh, enjoying my time here in Philly. There's uh, some changes going on, which brought out some uncertainty and also kind of brought out a little depression in me for some time. And I've been known to have that from time to time. Um, I've been known to keep that to myself. And I think in most cases, it's actually good to keep that. But not all the time. Sometimes you do have to reach out for help, and so I posted recently about my struggle with that. 
and I think it is ultimately in some cases very healthy to just put it out there. Don't always keep it to yourself if you are depressed or you feel like uh, um, sort of down the dumps. It's important to be willing to take perspective of what's going on and uh, be open with that as honest and as transparent as you're willing to. So uh, that's what I did. And um, it's important to have that and important to know what resources you do have and what sort of energies you're act you can access so that you don't get stay you don't stay physically as well as mentally stuck. You, know, you find something to do, maybe opportunity to clean up, maybe go outside, take a walk, and uh, find time to reward yourself in some good, healthy way. Um, to round that out and hopefully get back to a, a better space mentally if not physically at least it's all about the intention there's uh, as I mentioned my birthday is just ahead which I'm looking forward to I don't have any plans on what I can actually do for my birthday but um, there's a couple years in Philly I haven't visited in a long time that I want to get back to and maybe uh, see what that's like I, I really don't know what to do here. But maybe I'll just play it by ear and see uh, how the day goes. What I did there after uh, spinning music from uh, David Oskinen's uh, Songs in the Pocket, the, the two first songs there, also gave you some music of uh, older vintage from the some around the time I was born. And there are stories with that too, of course, I should uh, tell you. I'm sure I've told them before we heard that instrumental early on from uh, Fleetwood Mac World in Harmony which is a bonus track from their uh, uh, Then Play On album which was released in late 1969 that was the first of their original albums to feature Danny Kerwin and the last one with uh, Peter Green Interesting album. It's also the one that has uh, Oh Well on it. it was, uh, wasn't exactly their first single released uh, here in the States. Apparently uh, their manager at the time had selected Rattlesnake Shake to be released here. So it was a single. It did well, but um, not as good as Oh Well. Korea's Clearwater Revival, of course. Live version of Born on the Bayou which was a performance at the Oakland Coliseum Arena, which later be marketed as a live album and TV special. It was their second live album, in fact, released on Fantasy Records in 1980. Originally, almost hilariously, it was mistakenly titled the Royal Albert Hall Concert. <laughs> and in fact, uh, it was not recorded there. It was renamed for later... Uh, Reissues. The same night as that concert was going on, somewhere in New Orleans, Fleetwood Mac and the Grateful Dead had played on the same bill. And it was at a spot called The Warehouse. And following their performance, 
With Fleetwood Mac opening, the band and crew returned to their hotel rooms to find the police waiting for them. Mickey Hart, uh, actually his father, uh, Lenny, was the then manager of the band, and he explained to Rolling Stone magazine about what happened. He says, quote, it was very peculiar, and it seems like the cops uh, set us up. They were waiting when they got back from the concert. They, they had a warrant, and they already searched the room when the band got back. Nothing was found on any of the people except the stuff they had prescriptions for. Everything they claimed to have found was in the room, they said, but nobody in the band knows where any of it came from. It wasn't their stuff. The Grateful Dead are normally very cool and cautious. The cops made it extra heavy for us, too. They detained the band, handcuffed them all together, and lined them up in front of the building for press photos. The cops were enjoying it, just getting their own thing on. They ended up having to spend eight hours in jail. Even though the bill was ready right away, they hassled them that long. End quote. Nineteen were arrested, all booked for some combination of marijuana, LSD, barbiturates, amphetamines, or other dangerous non-narcotics. Mere possession in Louisiana at the time carried a penalty of 5 to 15 years. Every member of the dead except Pigpen, who didn't uh, do drugs, he actually preferred to drink, and uh, Tom Constantine, who had left the band immediately after this incident, were included in the bus along with several members of their entourage and some local associates. There was also the capture of Algie Stanley, who was then a tech for the band and also a well-known LSD producer. Well, the bus didn't come as too big of a surprise to the band. Apparently, a few weeks earlier, Jefferson Airplane were also raided while staying at the very same hotel following their own performance. Furthermore, when the dead arrived in the Crescent City earlier that day, they were told they could face some issues both at the airport and at the hotel before the show, and led many in the, st- the band to feel like they had been set up. As the uh, article for Rolling Stone at the time explained, New Orleans police seemed to fear that their good town would become the next Haight-Ashbury, and maybe they feel that way with some reason. The fact is, New Orleans is starting to burst out, Head shops and boutiques are springing up all over, and there's a lot of long hair walking the streets. End quote. Well, after posting the bail, the dead were almost out of funds. They added an extra show in New Orleans and persuaded Fleetwood Mac to stay for the additional performance as well. And a bucket was passed around for the audience to collect some additional cash for legal expenses. Imagine that. Grateful Dead, Fleetwood Mac, passing the hat to raise extra money. Well, I guess it happens to the best of the bands, huh? Most of the charges from the New Orleans bus were eventually dropped. But the incident went on to make a lasting impact on Grateful Dead lore. And you heard it in the song off the American Beauty album called Truckin'. And the connection? Well, the bust happened on the very day I was born. January 31st, 1970. The concert, as it was labeled on the album, concert that took place in Oakland by Credence, 
happen the very same. Well, there's your Paul Harvey moment. Now you know the rest of the story, as he was known to say. I'm Dan Herman. This is Radio Crystal Blue. I have thought a lot about the uh, legacy of uh, one David Crosby, who had uh, passed away uh, recently in between the last uh, podcast and this one. And it's uh, sad to read about a legend's death who had uh, been a representative uh, voice, an icon for the uh, counterculture and the anti-war establishment in the uh, late 60s and 70s and in his further uh, sentiments uh, in latter days. And I had... Um, done a lot of work just thinking about that and listening to some of his contributions with the birds and his own solo stuff and stuff that he appeared on as well. And I figured I would uh, share with you some of that music here. So uh, why don't we do that? We'll take it to some of the uh, crates here and get this uh, Birds album out. The Notorious Bird Brothers in particular with uh, just sort of like that uh, experiment album with uh, elements of psychedelia, folk rock, country, baroque, even some jazz, which was really more of uh, Cross's uh, bent. The ragas, the, the jazz uh, influence, the different uh, measures. Amazing stuff. If you're a thorough uh, Birds fan, you get it. For the rest of us, something of an education that we'll embark on right now. We'll start off this off with a deeper cut from this album. This is called Draft Morning from the Birds. Sounds like this.
Once upon a time There was a garden On a high hill Standing green and black against the sea There the sun came and the rain poured down The garden grew and splattered bits of color on the ground And took shape and symmetry There came wind Driven and howling There came snow And I feared for the garden Yours, a lady like yours 
She'd walk down through the garden in the morning after it rained. Peacocks wandered aimlessly underneath an orange tree.
before. If I had ever been it before, I would probably know just what to do. Don't you? If I had ever been it before, on another time around the wheel, I would probably know just how to deal.
smile at me You know I will understand Cause that is something everybody Everywhere does in the same language
Tried hard to be strong for you, so your path was clear. All I did was long for you and wish you'd come back here. 
Each morning sun would promise hope To me it said, okay Get up time for your heart to start to break again Somewhere along the line, your love divided into two. A match between desire and what you thought was right to do is Mercury in retrograde. Did the stars fall out of line? I need a better reason than it just was not our time. Now you turn the page And you send your best to me Was it a momentary journey Or a broken destiny? Another bell unanswered Another unplayed song If our fate was in the heavens this time The heavens got it wrong be standing a couple years from now my boyish looks long abandoned though I still pretend somehow the day always seems to come when hope no longer springs and all those lovely notes must then return to their strings Every now and then, clear out of the blue, something will remind you how much more there was to do. Might be out there in the shadow as you pull the evening blinds. You'll wonder where he is and if you ever cross his mind. If our fate was in the heavens, this time the heavens got it wrong. That's Kenny White. 
from his album Long List of Priors. His most recent studio album released a few years ago. It's called One Bell Unanswered. You really dig that, um, those lyrics in there. Now the gray geese call and winter finds its voice, and the leaves will fall as if they had a choice. Just another bell unanswered, another unplayed song. For our fate was in the heavens, this time the heavens got it wrong. Haven't spun Kenny's music in many, many moons. He has a long history within uh, studio work in the New York area. Keyboards for Jonathan Edwards and later with Livingston Taylor. Also for Linda Ronstadt for some time. And surrounded himself with some amazing studio personnel around New York. And toured with many years with Cheryl Wheeler. And I know at some point he'll get back on the road to perform his own uh, full-length shows. KennyWhite.net for the rest of his story. On this recording, David Crosby with Harmony Vocals. The likes of... Oh, names I've recited many times on this program. Sean Pelton on drums. Marty Ballou on acoustic bass. Duke Levine on acoustic guitar. Larry Campbell on electric guitar. Scrapper John Snyder on the trumpet. Dan Block on clarinet. Wayne Goodman on trombone. And of course, KW there on the vocals and uh, the piano. Kenny contributed, uh, pardon me, Kenny, uh, David Crosby also contributed to a Phil Collins tune. A song called That's Just The Way It Is from Phil's album, But Seriously. Also there, Brad Cole on the keys, Daryl Sturm on guitars, Lee Sklar on the bass, and Chester Thompson doing the uh, percussive stuff. David, uh, Phil Collins was quoted about this song as uh, saying it's an anti-war ballad. How we dealing with the troubles of uh, Northern Ireland, all the uh, active uh, political and uh, military strife that was going on in uh, Northern Ireland. And this was going on the 80s, but also really with roots in the 60s and, of course, many decades before that. So, um, I guess Phil had a mind to uh, get uh, David Crosby to help out with uh, an anti-war song. Which I thought was a uh, really thoughtful tune. A thoughtful idea. Stephen Stills. Another great track from his debut solo album, self-titled album with that song Sit Yourself Down very polished effort good steady uh, rock ballad and uh, love this tune I like the fact that uh, there are folks on uh, including uh, Crosby and also Graham Nash John Sebastian and Cass Elliott and the refrain propelled by Stephen 
playing piano. A song about aging, maturing, and settling down and, uh, and such. If you look at my website, I have a uh, an essay which um, presents the idea of uh, Jimi Hendrix's electric church, which he had mentioned as something uh, certainly metaphorical, and maybe one day there will be an actual church. There was a sort of creative artistic space in, uh, at what was called uh, EXP in uh, it was the XP, the the place in Seattle. Those of you at Seattle Roots, you'll 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 help me out and tell me what it is, or I think it's now called Mopop or something. The place that Frank Gehry had designed, the one with the weird architecture. Uh, I and um, I don't know if that's a permanent space or even if that's existing anymore. That particular uh, installation, sort of interacting in a big space with Hendrix's uh, presence in his music, but. Um, I, my own um, idea with Electric Church was to at least have some kind of a list, at least of those personnel that Jimmy had recorded with uh, from a particular point in time when he coined the phrase, and also those he had jammed with on a regular basis and those he um, did any live gigs with uh, since that time, along with, of course, members of the experience and Man the Gypsies and such. And I came up with a list, which I posted on as a page on my website, and Stephen Stills was definitely um, prominent on the list, and Hendrix actually does perform on uh, one track on this album. Uh, in fact, the self-titled uh, Stephen Stills. Uh, so I, I had a uh, Spotify playlist of uh, songs and albums that I felt that should be part of a virtual jukebox. Wouldn't it be fun to have an actual jukebox that you could actually program specific songs? An actual jukebox would be <laughs> it would be hell expensive. But even a virtual one would be quite the effort. I tried to build on Facebook uh, on Facebook. On Spotify. And it somehow it got taken down or something. I don't know what happened, but it's not there. It just vanished. Maybe I'll try to rebuild it and See if I can make that happen again. But I had such fun putting up stuff from Charlie Daniels, um, some of his early stuff from the 70s, uh, Clapton, a lot of other folks. So I have to remember to go back and then uh, do that again. Something of an ongoing project. A mental project and a fun project at that. This is the kind of stuff that occupies my time every so often. Seriously, it is. David Crosby uh, credited with the uh, <laughs> the uh, sailboat for a cover of uh, the CSN tune, uh, Wooden Ships. And it was written, of course, at the height of the Vietnam War, which describes... Uh, consequences of a nuclear war and um, interesting that we are coming upon the possibility once again these days about such an occurrence again and a little different uh, recitation of um, therefore different uh, 
feeling sense about the, the words how uh, Jefferson Airplane uh, present this tune. There were some legal disputes about the uh, credit, but it was written and definitely composed by Crosby and Paul Kander and Stephen Stills, of which versions are eventually recorded by, of course, the airplane, as we just heard, and also CSN. And it was written and composed in 1968 in Fort Lauderdale on a boat named the Mayan, owned by David, who composed the music, well, Cantor and Stills wrote most of the lyrics. We also heard Deja Vu, title track, which uh, features uh, John Sebastian on the uh, harmonica. David plays... uh, Let's see. Well, David's simply on vocals on that one, and seeing uh, with vocals on that. And let's see. Somewhere I'm looking for my notes here. Where, who played what? Looks like uh, uh, he does keys. Stephen Stills does keys on that. And I'm not sure what else. Everyone else does. All my notes are kind of run together on this one. Nevertheless, gorgeous tune. One of Crosby's own uh, songs. Prior to that, the familiar Guinevere, which was uh, also written by Crosby in 1968, which appeared, of course, on the uh, debut CSN album, comparing to... uh, Praying Queen Guinevere to the object of the singer's affection. And uh, David, interviewed for Rolling Stone, says it was a very unusual song with strange time signatures. He said, quote, It's about three women that I loved. One of whom was Christine Hinton, the girl who got killed, who was my girlfriend, and one of whom was Joni Mitchell. And the other one is somebody that I can't tell. It might be my best song, end quote. And apparently the song was based on a little three-note motif from the uh, Miles Davis album Sketches of Spain. In the liner notes of the box set for uh, the album, it contains a demo version of the song played by David on guitar, Jack Cassidy on bass, Cyrus Farrier of Modern Full Quartet on bazooki. The liner notes say, quote, When all my friends were listening to Elvis and 1950s rock and roll, I was listening to Chet Baker, Jerry Mulligan, and West Coast Jazz. Larry got involved with the folk music scene. After getting kicked out of the birds, I didn't have a plan, but I went back to my roots, and Guinevere is a combination of these two influences. And speaking of Miles, he recorded a version of the song himself during a uh, session, as it turns out, January 27th of uh, 1970. And apparently uh, when um, uh, Miles had played it for David at the former song before releasing it, uh, David did not recognize any resemblance between uh, his version and uh, Miles and... uh, Miles then promptly kicked him out of his house. <laughs> so, um, 
Later on Twitter, David actually uh, tweeted that he changed his mind about Miles' recording. He finally did get the uh, connection. Maybe it was like with uh, George Harrison with that whole flack about uh, the song um, My Sweet Lord. How it bird resemblance to the uh, song uh, She's So Fine by the Chiffons. And it will go all the way to the court to uh, prove the uh, plagiarism. But uh, George just was like, huh? <laughs> Didn't realize there was such a resemblance. Getting back into the birds, a discography with uh, a tribute tune called Mind Gardens off of uh, Younger Than Yesterday. In a 1980 uh, conversation with uh, Johnny Rogan, a Bird's biographer, David defended the song by stating, quote, it was unusual and not everybody could understand it because they never heard anything like it before. At the time, everything was supposed to have rhyme and have rhythm, and it neither rhymed nor had rhythm, so it was outside of their experience. It was just a little story, and what it said was true. If you build walls around your mind to keep out the abuse and harshness of life and the pain, then you also shut out the joy and the love. And we also started off there with uh, Draft Morning from Notorious Bird Brothers. Another imaginative song with the uh, sounds of war interspersed from there. Another obvious anti-war song and uh, initially written by David, but he was fired from the birds shortly after he introduced it to the rest of the band. But work had already begun on the song's instrumental backing track by the time uh, David left. The, the controversial thing was that Roger McGuinn and uh, uh, Hillman decided to continue working on the song despite its author no longer being a member of the band. They couldn't remember all the words when they came to record the vocals and they decided to rewrite the song with their own lyrical additions, giving themselves a co-writing credit in the process. Naturally, that angered David considerably and uh, despite the fact that... Uh, had that troubled beginning, it does remain one of David's best songs from his tenure with the Birds. Remembering David Crosby here on Radio Crystal Blue, following my uh, thoughts about Jerry Blavitt, remembering some of his legacy here in Philly, and little thoughts around the Circumstances around the uh, magical day I was born, the very day where some interesting things in rock and roll happen. And I know I've got a lot of more music to give you. There's um, music, as I mentioned, from uh, a lot of indie artists and others that are uh, busy plying their trade as artists. And I have some music right about here I want to give you. Let me find... My album here. I have to tell you, I, I love this uh, particular album that just came across my virtual desk. It's actually not officially released yet. It's uh, coming out in March. And I got access to the album already. And I love the opening track on here. This album is called No Defenses. And 
I romanticize anything about New York, and there's specific mentions uh, on this song. And it's incredibly well written. And for this gentleman who's based out of New Jersey, uh, a sort of Americana songwriter, he is, um, he's got comparisons to some classic pop rock uh, songwriters and those who appreciate Americana for what it is. And I had heard music from this gentleman before, an EP called Good Intentions, um, which uh, came out about two years ago, and also he had since released uh, a tribute to John Prine called Dear John uh, that was done uh, last year. This album, though, again coming out in March, it's recorded with producer Kevin Salem, which was done over the course of a couple of years. And uh, again, this track, which kicks off the album, is the one I keep uh, coming back to. It's called Astor Place. It's brand new. It is from Mr. Eric Harrison. Thrift store provocateur If only I could leave with her Winding through the strand one winter's day Sad eyes and wilted roses Revolutionary poses Gonna fill with meaning all you say For a map to show the way Lester Bangs or William Burroughs Show me all the fight your heart knows We can earn our keep in battle pay Till it becomes routine The rest of the world's obscene Company of lawyers cheer on the pacifists on a battlefield of warriors, but they'll never see inside all the beauty of the wounded pride that I knew when we would run and hide to a heaven full of grace. You woke up on Astor Place. Just yesterday Storefronts are glowing clean Different now but somehow I see It's of you and me along the way Was the straight world friend or The past is always close behind Take me back, sweet memory All the joy you gave to me 
until the day you changed your mind. Time wasn't all we spent. The money came, the money went. Now they're selling poetry to a company of lawyers while exhibitionists fall into a room of lawyers, but they'll never
Put your holly now green,
there is a few miles south that soulful Americana sort of sound that they have themselves a song called Wiregrass title track of their most recent recording website is fewmilessouth.com I know they've got a lot of work ahead for uh, some new music also plans for some new shows and new places actually the most recent recording was uh, California I Ain't and they're long overdue for some uh, new songs they were fortunate to have funded by themselves their previous three projects but uh, now they're investing everything they have into releasing a new album and they're going to try out some crowdfunding for the first time so they have a GoFundMe page, and I should actually go there myself to see how they're doing. I'm going to do that right now to see if there's uh, any progress to their uh, making of their new album. We'll share with you the uh, details. This was published uh, December 27th. Uh, they've got a few donations. Essentially, they've uh, decided to... Uh, take to their fans to uh, help them out with uh, funding and like with uh, many if not most um, similar websites regarding fundraising I think they don't actually get paid they don't actually collect the donations until it is uh, fully funded and uh, otherwise they uh, otherwise they don't, get, they don't get the money at all money that will go toward recording production touring, distro, marketing, PR, and of course uh, particular merchandise and uh, particularly uh, vinyl being its uh, ideal sort of uh, medium. So that's what they're planning. Again, it's on GoFundMe. And let's see, what else do they have here going on? Uh, late January? No, February. Next up, February 4th, band show at the Crimson Moon in Dahlonega, Georgia. February 16th, 25th, and also March 9th at Cuatro Los Cantinas in Port St. Joe, Florida. February 26th at the Space at Feather Oaks in Tallahassee. March 11th at the John Jam at the Plant in Dothan, Alabama. March 18th at 575 Brewing Company in Alma, uh, Gordo, New Mexico. Easy for me to say, huh? March 19th at SKP's RV Club Rally in Tucson. And uh, other shows as they uh, head across the country. We heard from Julia Sanders. A song called Place Where We All Meet from her new album, Morning Star. This is her second album. And she herself has uh, Jersey roots, attending art school in New York, actually born in Philly. But it wasn't until later, being immersed in the uh, sound of the Big Easy, New Orleans, and their own old country and R&B scenes, that she found her own sound and her voice. And uh, that's where she began to uh, meet people and also... Uh, Feature collaborator and producer of Torval. That would be a part of me, John James Torval of uh, the band The Deslons. 
also a fellow Americana artist, Esther Rose, an early supporter in whom she found a kindred spirit. She grew as a songwriter, leaving New Orleans for her current home of Asheville, North Carolina. Her debut album in 2018 was called On the Line, which drew inspiration from the uh, old classic country sounds of Hank Williams and Patsy Cline. It was recorded there in three days in a wooden chapel on the outskirts of town. Then with the pandemic uh, taking hold, spurred by the solitude and her Jersey roots and inspired by Bruce Springsteen's uh, classic Nebraska album, she cut a lo-fi home recorded EP of Springsteen covers called Jersey Girl. And now she has this uh, second album. As you can tell, a lot of acoustics and pale steel guitars and these uh, neat uh, vocals that she contributes. She plays in Asheville for her next two gigs, February 3rd at Cork and Keg, and then on February 10th at Static H. Her name is Julia Sanders. JuliaSandersMusic.com for some more details. Nicholas Edward Williams. Green Rocky Road is off his most recent release, Folk Songs for Old Times. NicholasEdwardWilliams.com for more details. And I thought I had some notes on where he's performing next, but I don't see any at the uh, on the horizon. But I'd say keep it to the website to uh, see what he might be up to in the uh, near future. Mistess, tell track of her most recent release, The Moon is an Ashtray. She is, uh, she did some co-bills with uh, Sarah Borges for a run of shows in the uh, East Coast and currently planning a duo tour with Thomas Brining, with whom she recorded a uh, a more recent album called uh, Parlor, um, what was it? Was it Parlor Games? Was that the name of that album? I don't have it here at arm's length. I think that's the name of the album. Essentially a, uh, a, a duo album, just very stripped down versions of her songs. Parlor Sounds, that's it. That's what that one's called. Let's see where they're performing next, her and Tom. February 3rd. Hartwood Soundstage in Gainesville, Florida. February 4th at Fogartyville in Sarasota. February 7th, the studios of Key West at the Helmbrick Theater in Key West. Then playing similar show at Hughes View in that very same historic town. MissTessMusic.com Meg Williams, from her album Live and Learn, we heard Feel This Way. MegWilliamsMusic.com Sharing billing with the likes of Him For Her. Love this tune called Scoop from their album Poppin' Downers. HimForHer.com That's H-Y-M-N-F-O-R-H-E-R see what they've got going on here. March 3rd, they're at the Bird Rock Taco Shack in Bradenton, Florida. February 24th, uh, let's see, no? Somewhere in my notes it says the Cigar Box Guitar Festival. I guess that's that same one. 
in Bradenton. February 24th is Cafe in the Park. That's in Sarasota. March 4th at the Lagniap House in Miami. March 5th at Ella's Americana Folk Art Cafe. That is in Tampa. And at least one of those shows uh, they split bill with uh, the aforementioned Meg Williams. We heard from the Maple Run Bands. This new album called Used to Be the Next Big Thing. The song we heard is called When You're Around. Website for them is maplerunbands.com. They're based out of Vermont with a solid folk rock kind of a background, but they play across related genres consistently. They got together in 2019 as a collaboration between Trevor Christ and Nicole Valcour. They had spent several years as the rhythm section of the all-country band Construction Joe. Along with bassist John Spencer, they started performing together to showcase uh, Trevor's songwriting with a sonic sound defined by himself and also uh, Nicole's harmonies. Bill Mullen joined shortly thereafter bringing his unique electric guitar expression to the mix. And they've drawn upon the likes of John Prine, Billy Joe Shaver, and Joni Mitchell as key influences, but also other storytellers in a wide variety of uh, mediums. It was in 2020 they released their uh, self-titled debut on their own label called Back Pasture Music. And then... Um, they started recording the follow-up uh, two years ago, an album recorded in a refurbished 1800s carriage barn in the Vermont woods. The very sound and character of the space actually helped to define the organic sounds of this album. The album was released uh, in November. Upcoming shows February 4th, they're at... Huh, does it say where? No, it doesn't. I have no locations for this. But they are playing in Hanover, New Hampshire on February 4th, February 11th in Winooski, Vermont. February 24th, they will be at the Oasis, that's in Morristown, Vermont. February 25th at the Fallout Shelter in Norwood in Massachusetts. Eric Harrison. A song called Astor Place from his new album No Defenses still to be released in March beautiful reflection on the drama of young love good stuff Eric Harrison music.com and I mentioned Kevin Salem in the producer's chair they recorded this over a period of two years up in uh, Woodstock New York and lots more where that came from for those of you who appreciate good uh, Good storytelling, good modern uh, American roots uh, sort of sounds. <laughs> 